The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, August 18th, and this is an emergency podcast that will probably serve as Friday's podcast because it's in the afternoon when we're recording this. The Sean Watson suspension has come down and um, I don't believe has been officially announced by the NFL, but the Browns and um, Deshaun Watson have issued a statement. So close enough. Uh, 11 games suspension for Deshaun Watson and a $5 million fine. Joining me to break it down, Tyler Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully, possibly Ryan Wilson and John Breach joining us after their other CBS Sports duties are done. Sully, what's up, man? How are we doing? We're going well. How are you doing? Uh, good. Yeah, cut. Yeah, no, no jovial. Nothing nothing jovial here. It's because it's a serious topic. I mean, oh, yeah. and, and frankly, it's like I'm – I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I really am. I, I thought that the NFL would push m- for a much longer suspension. I think it's pretty disappointing if you are someone who cares about the way that Deshaun Watson acted, and he has admitted since then that he, I mean, he has apologized. So, like, ipso facto admission. Um, the NFL, and you know this. Look, look like, and I, I pointed out that on field and off field are not. You can't conflate them. But it's like the NFL went to. Like was willing to go to the Supreme Court to fight Tom Brady over four games for Deflate Gate, and 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 this is where it is similar because you're talking about a the reason the NFL settled eleven games is because it did not want to deal with the the potential federal lawsuit that Deshaun Watson uh, would file. Clearly, they felt like he was going to file it. The NFL had offered him a twelve game suspension, um, uh, a, a twelve game suspension as part of a settlement agreement during the initial process, and Watson turned it down. And now the NFL settling for 11 games, it's like, you know, I mean, I, I think it's pretty weak sauce, frankly, by the NFL. Like, if I'm Deshaun Watson and I'm the Browns, I feel like we got away with something that we probably shouldn't have because you have 11 games. Uh, and by the way, he's going to return at Houston. And that game's on CBS. I, I mean, I, I'm sure it'll do, like, decent ratings. That's sort of beside the point. 
it's like it, it feels very ham-fisted, Sully, by the NFL to allow this allow Deshaun Watson after what we had um, clearly deter everyone had clearly determined like Sue Robinson determined it. The NFL believed it. Watson did a lot of really bad stuff and you know affected a lot of people's lives and settled these lawsuits. It it, it, it feels like he got away with something here to me. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and the the counterpoint from the league, what they're going to kind of spin on this is that it's the largest uh, penalty suspension under the personal personal conduct policy. Eleven games. It's you know they're going to say it's unprecedented. They're going to say all this stuff, but everybody kind of felt like it should have been a full year. I mean, that was what the league uh, you know reportedly wanted. That's what they're going. That's what they pushed out for. And anything coming off short of that was going to seem a little weak, and especially when you find out, like you said, that first game is going to be at Houston against the Texans. It's a little too on the nose so where you say, okay, you know, it's, like, it's do you like, I mean, it's like, do you want that? Like, I mean, I know you saw the schedule. You made right. the schedule yourself. It's like, did you, did you, I mean, it, it's like, you couldn't get 12. You couldn't just say, listen, you're, I'm sorry, Deshaun, no fine. We'll donate $10 million. The NFL will donate $10 million to women's charities. And you're doing 10, 12 games. Cause you're not going to play in in Houston. Right. In Houston. I, I, it's, it's, it's really bizarre. Now, I, I, will, I will also point out that the NFL definitely – this is signaling something that the NFL believed, which is that if, um, you know, if the uh, Roger Goodell's – oh, gosh, what's his name? Judge um, – uh, the, the guy who's going to issue the cane or uh, – what's his the – guy, the guy who's about to issue the ruling. The guy who didn't have to issue the name. ruling. Yeah, right? he, they, they beat him to the punch. Well, no, no, no. He, well, yes, I mean, they did, but he was going to – the, the issue here was he was going to have to issue a ruling that was probably in line with what the NFL wanted. And when he did that, and it was a full year because he's Roger Goodell's designee, he was going to have to deal with um, the the NFL being sued by Deshaun Watson and then having to fight one bias from the, you know, from Roger Goodell's designee to basically do whatever the NFL wanted. And then two, the stuff that Sue Robinson wrote about the precedent. And again, like, what Deshaun Watson did was unprecedented and and deserved of a year suspension at least. But the NFL, I I think, looked at this and realized we're not we we may end up in a situation where after a year in court, he gets suspended for twelve games at most, potentially down to six just because of the precedent and what the NFL decided, um, and and, and that it was better to to walk away and settle. And so I understand why the NFL did this from a legal perspective, but it's like, man, you know what? Like for what, like do the right thing. Like, I mean, just, just hammer this guy and then figure the rest out later. Like you've, again, you took Tom Brady to the, to, to, to the Supreme court. Like you're willing to take Tom Brady to the Supreme court. Obviously he didn't actually file the Supreme court yeah. over, over four games for deflate gate. And I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to convolute the two things, but it's like, dude, what, what, what do you, what do you, stomping your feet and yelling about the year for if you're willing to take 11 games and $5 million. $5 million is just nothing for Deshaun Watson. And 11 games is a flat-out W for the Browns and, and for Watson because like they might very well be in the playoffs this year. I mean, it, it may be unlikely, but you get six games for Watson and, you know, Jacoby Brissett can go, I don't know, four and seven, and you're in the playoffs. Like, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's pretty weak. Not and only it, that, not only that, well, it's, you know, the $5 million fine. And when you remember that Deshaun Watson, when he was negotiating this contract with the Cleveland Browns, they 
crafted it in such a way that they were bracing for this suspension. His base salary for this year is making 47 million dollars next year. Yes, it is $690,000 this season. Yeah. So really, at the end of the day, in terms of money lost for Deshaun Watson, it's going to be around you know $5.6 million, which is, in terms of a $230 million contract, fully guaranteed, that's pennies on the dollar. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, if they decided to go to court after this NFL appeal and all that stuff, wouldn't have Watson been able to play? Well, very similar it, it, to Brady? Would have, it would have been... Um... It, it, it would have, it would have, it, we don't know because the, yep. the, the federal judge, whoever heard it in this hypothetical scenario yeah. could have in theory, given it, filed, given it, granted him an injunction to play week one. I think more likely he would have said, look, you agreed to six games in the first place. I'll give you an injunction week seven, but like, we're going to hear that, you know, we need to look at this first and that gives us time to look at it. So we don't know that. And, and yes, to your, I think the point you're going to make, and we've made this is if he played the full year, he could have lost $47 million exactly. next year. Now the Browns exactly. would have redone his contract in the NFL. It, it's just, it's like, it, it's just very, very surprising that the NFL was willing to take a half measure win here. Um, and, and look, I mean, like I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a middle-aged dude, you know, like I, I and I, and, and like, I'm disappointed with the NFL. Like I would be, it would be really tough to be like a female fan of the NFL right now. I think you look at it and be like, like what is, you know, and, and and again, like not that, um, you know, not that, you know, not, I'm not correlating these two things at all, but if you go to the, you know, NFL communications page, the last thing they, you know, the last thing they published was the NFL host third annual HBCU open house. And so, and, and again, like HBCU, Deshaun Watson, no, no, no correlation, but it's like, it feels like a lot of just kind of just like they're the NFL once again, feels like they're just doing stuff to make it to make themselves look good and they're trying to just save face and it's like, like when it ball boils down to it they're not willing to fight to actually you know punish Deshaun Watson I would it would it would be Browns fans are a problem I mean watch how Browns fans react on Twitter because yeah. they've been horrendous and heinous throughout most of this process like I said anything less than eight games would be a, a fat L for the NFL and they like came after me like I was you know, a horror, like I was a horrible person. And, and so, yeah, like I'm not trying to be like, you know, on a moral high horse here, but. No, it, but, the, it, but the league talks kind of out of both sides of their mouth on this exactly. one, where, where it's, you know, there's a million PSAs, there's stuff written on the sidelines, there's certain helmets and stuff being worn. Breast cancer awareness month, you know, and, you know, all, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then when you actually. When the bleep are, hits the fan, it's like, are you. Like, with those situations, it's, you know, okay. Fight for this? Like, yeah, it's. um. Yeah, I mean, it's like, and look, I again, I understand from a legal perspective where the NFL probably was, and when you actually, you know, and and these things are so, it's annoying because you get into the, you know, the, you know, Goodell sits down with his army of lawyers, and you know his his various, uh, you know, people who, you know, his advisors, and they're like, look, the bottom line is, we could go to federal court and we could end up having him play the whole year. We could end up having him, you know, the lawsuit will linger over the entire 2022 calendar year. They don't want that. Clearly, this is, you know, deadline spur action, as Andrew Brandt liked to say, um, likes to say. And, you know, you would have, you have to put the resources into fighting the lawsuit. You have to, you risk, you know, the law, the the suspension being reduced by a federal court and and all these other things. So I get from a 
pure black and white legal perspective why the NFL would be willing to settle all 11 games. <laughs> but like the fact that he's coming back in Houston is so effing wild. It's like a you, horrible you can't just be like, just be like, look, dude, we can't luck. do 11. We have to do 12. We have to do 12. We don't want you playing in Houston. We don't want you in Houston. You know, you should be banned from Houston. And now maybe there's some stuff that will come out where it's like, yeah, I heard Adam Schefter say on ESPN that, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk about, you know, counseling and therapy that he's going to have to do. And maybe it's possible that in order to be reinstated after 11 games, he has to meet certain criteria. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, but again, it feels like a, it feels, it feels very short. And I'm surprised that they took 11 games. And the league has just come out and confirmed that it is, you know, they've made the announcement. It's 11 games, $5 million and all, and all of that. So, um, you know, now it's official. Uh, Roger Goodell said uh, Deshaun is committed to doing the hard work on himself that is necessary for his return to the NFL. This settlement requires compliance with professional evaluation and treatment plan and a significant fine of more uh, and more substantial suspension. We're grateful to Judge Robinson and Peter Harvey for their efforts addressing this matter, which laid the foundation for reaching this conclusion. Uh, Deshaun Watson actually speaking on NFL Network like immediately afterwards, and I, I'm not watching it, but I'm, I'm reading from uh, Mike Garofalo tweet. I've always been able to um, – Deshaun Watson, why he accepted a settlement if he claims he's innocent. I've always been able to stand on my innocence and always said I never assaulted or disrespected anyone, but at the same point, I have to continue to push forward with my life and career. I mean, all due respect, that's bull, bull – it's bull crap. Like, if, you take, if you're willing to take 11 games, you're willing to take an 11-game suspension and pay $5 million, which the Browns are probably going to pay for you because the Browns are clearly you know, willing to do whatever it takes to try to win, even at the expense of their – you know, the, the morality and the souls of the, 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 I don't know that the haslams are like living with like clean souls or whatever. Anyway. Um, sorry, I'm not trying to, I mean, I mean, like Jimmy D Haslam are, are, are complicit in all of this. That that's the bottom line too. But like Deshaun Watson, if you take 11 games and you pay somebody $5 million after you settled like 24 lawsuits, you are, you, that is an admission of guilt. Like you yeah. are, you are, you are, it's a tacit acknowledgement that you have done something wrong. Cause if you're truly innocent, you would fight and fight and fight and fight. If you believed you did nothing wrong, that, that is not what this is. And that is, that's the, the again, that's the shame in all of this is that he is, he's, he's still going to act like he's innocent. And you know what? I, guilty is charged here. Probably we're going to get five games in the NFL season. I'm not gonna be thinking about Deshaun Watson. And, and, and that's just sort of a new cycle in the way that the end of, you know, once we get to week 13, that'll change of course. But like, it's, it's just sort of the way the new cycle in our brains work and, and it's, and it, it sucks and it's unfortunate, but. Well, not only are. that, Will, the more unfortunate thing too is, you know, you're talking about this season, like week one of 2023, no one's going to be talking. It's just, no, you know, it's just, just all right, here we go. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's nobody, nobody looks good in this scenario. The Browns, it's not like the Browns acquired him before all of this stuff was out there. Everything was laid out. Yep. It was all in front of them. They decided, you know what? Not only are we going to acquire this guy, we're going to give him an unprecedented $230 fully million dollar deal, fully guaranteed contract. Watson, it's, like, it's like he's being rewarded along the way. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, a, it's remarkable. It is a it, remarkable kind of turn of events with that. It goes back to what Steve Kime once said, which is, um, and I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, but if Hannibal Lecter could run a four five four or four three forty, you know, he'd be on an NFL roster. Yeah. Um, and and that's you know, it's a sad truth of the situation. I mean, I 
I don't, I'm, I, I just, I'm struggling to find, like, I feel like I do a pretty good job when we do these emergency podcasts or like writing stories about these breaking news things. We're like finding angles that are like, you know, you, you know, not unique or different, but like finding the different angles. I, I'm kind of struggling here, man, because it's like, okay, the NFL just didn't want to fight it yeah. and didn't believe that it could. Do, right, let me ask you this. Do you think the NFL, do you think the NFL believed that it could, do you think the NFL was more worried about losing a, a federal lawsuit against Deshaun Watson or, 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 you know, ending up with a similar result that we're at now or more interested in just making it go away? Because I, I feel like it's a probably like 40, 60 in that sense, maybe. So maybe. I think it's, I think it's more, they want it to just be done. I think they want a conclusion. I don't think they want this hanging over their heads yeah. because think about it. If they go to the mat to, to the highest courts to go after Deshaun Watson and lose, Nobody is saying all of this stuff that they're saying about the NFL today. They go, all right, well, it's the court system. It's you tried. Yeah, you, 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 yeah. you did your, 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 your punishment and your precedents are all screwed up, and that's your fault, and that's how we got here. But, you know, it's like you, you, that, that stuff was dumb, not but, this stuff. But then today it's, okay, you settle for the 11 games. Not only that, but you have a nice tip of the cap that he's coming back in te- in Houston against his former team for, you know, everybody's looking at that as saying, like, oh, okay, that's just a – trying to take a December game against teams that probably won't have a great schedule or, you know, the Texans aren't expected to be anything good. And if the Browns are rolling out with Jacoby Brissett, they're probably not going to be good. You're going to try to juice that game in terms of the ratings. And and so that slimy. again, it just makes everybody look particularly slimy. I mean, I mean, just look at what, what uh, Roger Goodell said. I um, I was going to point out really, just really quickly. All right. So this is, I think this is actually pretty important. Um, that uh, is a good point by uh, Austin Gale of, of Pro Football Focus. Let's see. Did he change? Oh, he's at Ringer now. Sorry. Um, Deshaun Watson needs to have full play status in six games in 2022 to accrue a season. Otherwise, his contract, his base salary would be $1 million for next year. So that's why that's why he's coming back against the Texans. Basically, the NFL, the 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 Watson, Watson's camp, the NFLPA was like, look, we'll settle 11 but we can't settle at 12. I, I, it was me, I guess. Like, I don't, I, like, in other words, like, they, you know, it, at it, that he, point, you give him 10. Like, like you know, right. I'm, just, like, I'm right. saying, like, the, 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 the Texans thing is too on the nose for me. Yeah, it, it is. It really is. And the, this is just from Mike Garofalo from the NFL Network, uh, just quoting Watson from this presser saying, for everybody, asked why he was apologizing. Oh Sean Watson said, for everybody that was affected by this situation, there were a lot of people that were triggered. A lot and of that, people that were triggered. And that goes to the to the notion of a lack of remorse and, and lack of, you know, a, any sort of empathy about the situation that happened. I mean, he, he did obviously, you know, speak before the preseason game saying he was sorry, but like a little too little too late. And it just seems a little it just doesn't seem great. I mean, it, like I was saying earlier, look at what Roger Goodell said just a, a few weeks ago in Minneapolis during that owners meeting when they were confirming the Broncos ownership. He called Deshaun Watson's actions egregious. And he said he was presenting predatory behavior as he was asked about pushing the full season suspension. So how do you go from saying that one of your players in this situation is, you know, egregious behavior, he's predatory. And then you go to just 11 games. This is, it's, it's, uh, it's, he, I mean, he, he just said people got, a lot of people were triggered. That's There's no remorse. There's no contrition. There, there is absolutely zero belief that he did anything wrong. Um, why is wh- who is who is coaching him on this PR too? Like, and I'm not saying that you know, but I mean, again, like it, 
it, it doesn't make it better if he's contrite and remorseful, but at least makes it a little bit like easier to stomach if he's like, I'm sorry to the people that I hurt. You know, that one apology he gave when he was trying to get to a suspension or trying to get to a settlement, excuse me. Like that was the only time he's given a freaking bleep about uh, like I'm, I'm coming very close to cussing on this podcast which is which is whatever but it's like this is the only time he's cared or pretended to care once in, the, in this entire process and so it's very it's very disturbing it's very it's very it's, it's sad that the nfl a lot like just got i mean it feels like the nfl got totally like all right and, and look again like you go back to it like because the nfl came out and said it's six games for nonviolent maximum six game suspension for nonviolent, um, you know, uh, 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 personal, whatever, whatever, like, like personal conduct mean, policy. Yeah. Yeah. The personal conduct policy. Yeah. Like domestic behavior. Um, I, it's they, the NFL put itself in a corner like this by not being proactive once again. And that's what Sue Robinson pointed out in her ruling is like, this is not a forward facing league. This league reacts to whatever is happening takes the news and then tries to spin it the best way possible. It, float, it loves to float trial balloons of like what, what would work and ultimately doesn't, isn't progressive enough to see like that. And, and again, like nobody saw this coming, but it's like the NFL was not prepared for this in terms of building its precedent. Like you could have easily put, listen, if, if there are, you know, uh, six games, nonviolent is the max. However, if there are multiple infractions, you know, yada, 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 there's many ways to be ahead of this. But the other thing, too, is just this whole process has been so backwards from the, from the from a protocol standpoint where it's, OK, you have an independent party doing the investigation in Sue Robinson. And, you know, what she says goes basically outside of then, OK, we don't like the six game suspension. So then all of a sudden we're going to reverse it and it goes into the power of Roger Goodell. But Roger Goodell doesn't want to make the decision. So he's going to appoint somebody else and before that guy can make a decision they're going to settle it's like wh why are we taking such a a curvy road to this decision that should be cut and dry if the league wants a full season suspension they have the power to give right. them a full season suspension fight for it again they like, don't, but, they don't, but what i'm saying is they don't even have to fight for it they can appeal sue robinson's decision appoint roger goodell can appoint himself and just yeah. hand the he didn't, hand he the didn't need a designation down he, he did didn't not want, have to he do didn't this. want to deal he didn't want to deal with the they were they were trying to get around the bias of goodell being the guy to give right. the one year suspension and then it looked like harvey wasn't gonna maybe he wasn't gonna give a year suspension maybe he was gonna go 12 games and and maybe they knew that was coming down the, the pipe and they realized that um you know, they realized that that was the case and they decided, you know, the NFLPA, NFLPA is like, look, we have to go 11 because we need to get that full year under his belt to keep the contract rolling. And the league was like, you know, screw it. Like, well, you know, well, and, and look, you can, you can tell by the way that this is covered nationally. Um, you know, listen to what people are saying. Like, it's like, this is best for all parties involved. Like, no, it's not. It's great for Deshaun Watson. Win, for the absolute win for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, it's 11 games, dude. He, he could have been banned for life. Like Trevor Bauer got two years in the MLB for, I don't even know, if, I don't want to compare like, you know, sure. bananas and watermelons, but like, you know, like he, you know, he, I mean, the MLB was like, yeah, screw you, Trevor Bauer, two years. Like yeah. the NFL could have stepped up and said, listen, um, we understand that, you know, what our policy was, what our precedent is. But frankly, this is so egregious and so predatory and so beyond anything that we could have possibly imagined that we are exercising 
our ability under the CBA to do what we want. But I think we're also overlooking just, you know, obviously we're, we're talking about the 11 games and how that's not enough. They did him a favor financially. Like they, they, the NFL, by leaving it, like you were saying, to six games, they are allowing for that suspension or for the $1 million not to toll over into next year. He can now make all of that 40 something plus million dollars fully guaranteed next season where there's no issues. And yep. you're getting, again, a $5 million fine is a, is a drop in the bucket compared to what he's making the rest of this contract. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. John Breach joining us to jump on here. Breach, what's up, buddy? How we doing? Hi, guys. Yeah. Uh, talk for a second while your, while your volume heats up. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, I don't want to be like, hi, Breach. Great to see you again. It's been so long since I saw you in Nashville because, I mean, this is not a, you know, this is not a pleasant podcast you know uh, it's the opposite of the ryan wilson tattoo podcast by the way did you see that tat sully oh yeah unbelievable pretty good stuff huh great um, good for him so breach what's um i mean look the i can i can sum up what we've been saying for the last 23 minutes pretty easily what the bleep nfl this is shockingly low I can't believe you settled 11 games and everyone's kind of disappointed, but people are going to try and spin it in a way that is good for everyone to make sure that the NFL saves face as much as it can. Yeah. It's really weird that it is 11 games. I think Saul was just talking about the contract number and how if, you know, it seems like Watson was not going to agree to anything over 12 because then his contract tolls because he doesn't play in at least six games. And so that was the line in the sand that his camp clearly drew because we're not, Hey, if Deshaun is suspended 12 games, then his contract starts next year uh, because you keep the same contract. You don't accrue your season free agency. And so it seems like the NFL maybe just didn't want to take this to federal court, didn't want this to linger, because that's the only reason you accept this. Because if you know Deshaun Watson's camp is going to fight you tooth and nail for a year-long suspension or anything 12 games or more, uh, and so that's interesting because, you know, we saw with Tom Brady, with Zeke Elliott, with Adrian Peterson, the NFL will gladly go to court with anyone. Uh, but maybe this was one of those just because of the the severity of these accusations that you just don't want these pumped out all season, that that's all anyone is talking about. And so you, if you're the NFL, you're just let's close the door on it. He's doing 11 games. We got our $5 million. Let's move on and, and call it a day. Well, and, and on that too, I would note that if you look, if you if you watch what happens in the NFL, and this is like an NFL level team level, um, you know, where it is it is currently August eighteenth. NFL teams love to announce contracts on the eve of training camp, big contracts with their big star players because it's like, look at oh, it's so happy. 
the NFL wants to announce the NFL. The NFL is like, and I mean, this is not uncommon for any corporation or any business. The NFL is very gung ho about, about, you know, celebrating the start of the season. And it is, I, I know this sounds like, like not conspiratorial, but like the NFL wants to get this out of the way with several weeks until the season begins. They want some uh, runway, if you will, to do training camp, to do the preseason, to get ready to celebrate the start of the season. The NFL firmly believes, and, and we do celebrate the start of the season. It's awesome when football is here. It's great when football is here. The NFL doesn't want Deshaun Watson to be a talking point in week one, like leading up to week one, Sully, because it the, the league believes that that sort of discussion taints the magic and uh, innocence of professional football beginning. It, it's a stupid, disingenuous idea, but it's true. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, too, that this is coming down on the day that week two of the NFL preseason is kicking off and we have games on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, where by the time we get back here on Monday, start talking about more NFL, it's that's there's other storylines that are our, there. Our next football podcast that we so we'll i mean we do a mailbag on friday that comes out on monday on monday we're you know we're not we're probably not going to talk about deshaun watson and i mean like that's i guess that's on us i guess but you know there's the nfl understands very clearly i think is your point sully that football actual football being played wipes away the interest in things that are going on off the field especially when those things off the field have reached their natural, not their natural, but their, their inevitable conclusion. Like we were going to get a conclusion here at some point. It's just a matter of how long it wanted to string it out. And the NFL clearly believed that getting rid of it now. And I mean, it's like the, it's like in 2000, it's like 2022 It's true, but it's like basically started in 2016, draw your own conclusions, however you like. Um, it's like, okay, there's going to be something that's going to push this news yeah. out of our mindset, out of our collective mindset, and that's just the reality of it. And the other thing, too, just to give a more clear timeline of what's going to happen now with Deshaun Watson, Adam Schefter has this. The suspension will begin on August 30th when they cut down the rosters. He may return to the team's facility and participate in limited activities on October 10th. On November 14th, he can resume practicing, and then he'll resume play on December 4th against the Houston Texans. October 10th? Yes, that's so. We're going to see Deshaun Watson back in the building on October 10th. His like actual suspension for like away from the team is less than Stephen Ross's for the yes. Dolphins. Like what? What? I mean, it, okay, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, it, well, it, and that is uh, weird. I'd like to see the explanation behind that because usually, if you are suspended, you return the Monday after your suspension ends. So if you're suspended four games, you are allowed to show up the Monday after Week Four ends and start practicing with your team. And so Watson clearly earned some sort of leeway in the settlement that he is allowed to show up uh, a full two weeks to practice before his suspension ends. And, and look, I'm not I'm not trying to call anybody specifically out here, but again, you can tell based on what happens, what what is said, what the tone is from a certain segments of the media, particularly people who are like, look, you know what, Adam Schefter tweeted. Last Friday, Deshaun Watson made comments that the NFL thought were an important first step. The league still expects him to be fully compliant with treatment, accept accountability, and understand his behavior. Well, I mean, that's not happening. That's not happening. Tweeting that is disingenuous, too. And then he added, NFL plans to use the full fine money of $7 million to invest in organizations that prevent sexual misconduct and sexual assault. Okay, great. 
congratulations on doing that now after the fact. That's exactly like, what we what said earlier. Will. What is the point of a reparation? Like you could have done, you could have, you have, you make $14 billion a year as an organization. You could have taken $7 million. You could take $70 million. It would be a drop in the bucket and you could have spent that to prevent this stuff. And now you're doing it as a reactionary measure. It's insane. The league, I, I, like my face is getting red. I'm so angry. The league does this every freaking time with all of these issues. It just doesn't have to be reactionary. If you have any sense of a moral compass, any sense of of, of what is going on in society, you could have taken it. You could have done this ahead of time. You didn't have to do it after the fact. And it's only doing it to try and quell a very clearly angry public and a bunch of a fan base from for this wildly popular professional sport that is not happy with what happened because the NFL was willing to settle with a guy who's clearly a predatory criminal. And, and to that point, Sorry. this is somebody who is not remorseful at all, which has also been kind of right. the issue. He's shooting himself in the foot every yeah. time the Browns let him. Yes. And, and the issue there is that, and, and the Browns owners use that in a statement uh, when the first suspension came out, like triggered's not the word, you should use and then it's sexual assault like of course people are going to be that's like why are you so triggered because i shot you in the shoulder man why are you upset? it's like egging them on it's like it's like they're the problem for being triggered by you know what i mean like that that phrase is just not it just doesn't work and the so the the other part of that is that you know remorse one time one time, and then he came back today, and he clearly was not showing remorse no, again. That, that, he's like, now remorse. that he document, he's like, well, I'm not remorseful again. Guess what? He just negated his apology because they asked him why he apologized, and that was the answer he gave. The, the triggered answer was the one he gave. So that, that means his apology means nothing because this is what he apologized for. And the other part is that you know he continues to insist he's innocent, which if he actually thinks that that's one thing, but all what you need to hear from him is, you know what? I understand the optics of, uh, no, hiring 24 what, what women. protesting your innocence. You have agreed to a suspension. You have agreed. You've settled all these cases. You have agreed to pay five million, seven and, million dollars. What is the point? And a very important fact here is that, you know, I Brown's fans are like, well, two grand juries didn't indict him. A literal federal judge listened to this entire case and said he was clearly guilty uh, except she didn't give him a bigger punishment because the collective bargaining agreement didn't allow for her to do that in her eyes. But Correct. otherwise, she agreed with everything the NFL argued that he was a predator, that he had no remorse. So don't you can't be a Browns fan and throw this legal stuff out there because a federal judge uh, says that Browns he's fans, Browns fans are showing their ass through this whole process in a really bad and ugly way. Like I tweeted. I quote tweeted Garofalo. was like literally unbelievable that he would say triggered. And somebody replied, I was like, oh, somebody's mad the Panthers didn't get Deshaun Watson. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like I give a crap whether the Panthers got Deshaun Watson or not. And like, again, I went on Cleveland radio and said, it, 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 Browns fans have been, it is, it is it, it, like, it's, I don't say it's horrific human behavior, but it's like, really? Like this, this is what you're willing to, like, you're like, you're just, Deshaun Watson did nothing wrong. Like it, it's, it's, the whole thing is just very, frustrating I, I would i i would not like i like i breach i said this earlier but like i would not want to be um a female nfl fan right now like i would i would or i would not I want would, to be a, a female brown fan would right. be the worst and you know what's funny is it is you know you don't really get a sense i talked to my dad when i was on vacation at the end of july and we were talking a little bit about watson and it, i was like dad you were a kicker in the nfl there's someone who needs you know massages got to keep their legs fresh probably kickers played for 14 years how many people in 14 years did you go through uh 
getting massages. Probably not 60. <laughs> one. One. Right. one in 14 right. years. So it's just, you, you know, the numbers that 60. Yeah, it's just they blow your mind uh, that this has all come to this and that he doesn't at least understand that this is not normal. He, you can't even get him to say that. That's the absurd part. Yeah, at Look, least be like, dude, I, I know, know I was acting abnormal. This is not what normal quarterbacks do. You can't even get him to say that. Didn't, didn't Big Ben go to like sex rehab? Like at least Watson should have to go to like massage therapy, sexual rehab, or like like at least publicly. Tiger Woods had to go to sex rehab. Like I, I mean, like Deshaun Watson, the counseling? No, it's not counseling. You need to go. You have an addiction to mas- like mas- like to sexually assaulting masseuses. And you need to deal with that in a public, I'm not saying public shaming manner, but like, let's call it what it is. Everything's being swept under the rug and being described and treated in a way that is like designed to whitewash the whole situation and move on for everyone involved. Yeah, it's just, it's just kind of just gross. And again, you know, not to put numbers or anything on it, but it's like, there's 24 people accusing you of something. That's great. Like, it's not like the ones who came forward. Right, exactly. And then who knows about what else happened? It's not, you know, again, not to compare numbers, but it's not like it's this is a one off situation where you're like, okay, something, you know, happened. We don't know. There are 24 different people that say you did something. It's like if you have a 10 year old and your neighbor comes over and says, hey, your kid threw a rock through my window. You're like, nah, probably not. You saw someone else. But if 24 neighbors come over and I'll say, <laughs> right, hey, right. We saw your kid throw a rock through our window. It was definitely your kid. Like, just just accept it. And he's being like, no, no, this, no, that's not possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my like, kid can't even throw. There's no way. Like, the, the biggest irony in all of this, though, is that you know the, the Browns are coming off an off season where they were wanted to move off of Baker Mayfield, and there were reports from the ownership or whoever that they said they wanted an adult in the room. They yeah. you know they wanted to move off of Mayfield because of the immaturity, and they want someone who could lead the organization. Does this guy in you know obviously? Just the off-field stuff, even put that to the side. How he's handled this situation in terms of publicly talking about it. Does that even sound like a leader at all when you're talking about like everybody's being triggered and stuff? Like, like that to me. No, no, well, right. And think about all the stuff we're talking about. And these are all going to be talking points on uh, the week leading up to December 4th when he's going back to Houston where all those accusations were made. And it's it just... That being his return game just is, is blows crazy. my mind. Yeah, I cannot believe uh, the free throws, free uh, uh, Austin, I think it was Austin Gale of the Ringer. We, we mentioned this before, but just to, I don't know if you saw this or not. Um, Watson needs six full, full yeah, steps. Yeah, we, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But then, but like we said, just make it 10 games then. Like it's too on the nose yeah. for this to, to happen. I mean, like, I, yeah, I mean, I feel bad. For, I mean, I don't feel bad. It's, it's like the, the CBS crew that's got to call that game. I mean, like, you have to, you're like, well, we're here for a football game, but obviously that's not going to be what we talk about. Um, f- speaking of a football game, from a football perspective, and I, again, we've, we've been ranting for like 35 minutes about the morality of it. And, and look, like, I don't want to act like I'm some squeaky clean choir boy who, you know, like, I mean, but like, but this is like a, a whole different, you know, like this is a whole different thing. It's like, it's just, it's disgusting human behavior and it's being quasi rewarded by the NFL in a way that just shouldn't happen. But I'll tell you what, like if, if Deshaun Watson was a, uh, like a third string running back, he's not, he's not getting paid. He's not in the league. He's not ever playing football again. He's probably like, he's, he's being prosecuted much more aggressively. And it's, it's, you know, it is just one of the realities of the NFL and, and of, of the way this country operates that you, you, 
you know, if you are a superstar quarterback, you are going to get preferential treatment. Stephen O, this is a weird transition, but Stephen O has the Browns projected now for 8.6 wins, 16% chance to win the AFC North, 35% chance to make the playoffs, 1.1% chance to make the Super Bowl. They actually go up 3.5 points per game scored with Deshaun Watson in the lineup. Um, I mean, I won't be picking the Browns. I hope the Browns, I hope the Browns go 0 and 17. Like, I hope they lose every game for the next three years. It's but, yeah. But it's I mean, like, and, and and I would I, I think too. Like again, that October 10th thing is so weird. It's almost like bizarre. It's like, well, you sat out all last year. It's a new team. We're gonna let you practice for a month. Well, that's what I mean. Like the NFL is doing him a solid financially, and then like giving him a like a like a like a, br- a, br- a br- like a brush time to come in and just be like, okay, here you go. Like he like a ramp up period. It's like, yeah. okay, like I don't know if he necessarily needs that. Like no, what, no, that like, makes too so many. Sweet. What makes him any different than a guy like, you know, like a great, for instance, like is DeAndre Hopkins going to get this for a PED suspension? Like, is he going to get this ramp up period? I don't, I don't think that's how that no, works. Of course not. And like, yeah, Calvin really doesn't get a ramp up. Like, like he's like, yeah, the ramp up period is mind blowing. I cannot believe they're giving him that. It's, it's, it's very like, oh, the NFL had the upper hand. <laughs> they had all the leverage. Yeah. And they and gave it, it away. It, by um, the way, in terms of them, uh, you know, possibly losing games they in addition to the games that obviously he was going to get with the six game suspension the new games that he's going to miss are at baltimore versus cincinnati at miami at buffalo versus tampa bay yeah so, so, they, so they play the panthers in week one obviously the jets in week two the steelers in week three i mean look the, the bottom line is if they go if they could go three and oh in those games like it wouldn't be that crazy even with jacoby Brissett. if they do um they're probably going to go to the playoffs if they go one and two which i also think is possible but then they're at Atlanta week four. My gosh. Look, this Browns team could be 4-0 without Watson. But then um, it does get more difficult. I mean, you're playing, playing the Chargers. I'm, I'm not going to. Chargers, Pats at home, yeah. at Ravens, Bengals at home, week nine bye, at Dolphins, at Bills, Bucks at home, and then Watson's back. So, all right, so let's say, what is their record? Again, we'll run through it again. At Panthers, I'm going to uh, keep, do the math in your head. I'm going to, I'm going to do the same. I would say, I'm going to take a loss at Panthers. I think Baker. And the Panthers roll them. Um, Jets at home, I'll say win. Steelers at home, I say loss. So I've got them one and two at Atlanta, two and two. Chargers at home, Pats at home, I got them two and four, two and five at Ravens. Uh, if this were a jovial podcast, I'd have them beating the Bengals at home. Um, but it's not. So I'll have them losing. Although Joe Burrow looks incredibly skinny and, and his head is like, head does not fit his body. It's very bizarre because of the appendectomy. So I have them two and six going into the bye. At Miami, I'll give him a win, and then I'm going to say three and nine. Did I do the math right? Three and nine. That's 12 games. Yep. Three and nine with Watson coming back, which means they probably need to basically run the table. And they, they could be four and four and eight. I mean, but that's a, that's not an easy. Well, Brenton, no, I, I think four and eight. That feels like the ceiling. I think three and three feels like the ceiling in the first six games. And then with the new five, one and four – they're going to be lucky. I mean, that is a brutal, brutal uh, run right there when you include games 6 through 11 or 7 through uh, 11 that he wasn't suspended for before. Uh, I mean, the Ravens and Bengals, the Browns are going to be underdogs in all five of those games. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Haslam was asked, this is via Aditi Kinkobala, was asked if he'd go back and sign Watson all over again. Absolutely. 
adding people deserve second chances. Does he get no chance to rehabilitate himself? And then said, we gave Kareem on a second chance. That's worked out pretty well. Uh, and noting so tone deaf. What is wrong right. with you? Kareem Hunt's second chance contract included zero dollars in guaranteed money. Yeah. I mean, Treat them a little bit differently. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you gave, yeah, you, it's like, and John Dorsey was the guy who drafted Kareem Hunt and like was just knew, you know, knew he was good. And, and I think Kareem Hunt got the veteran minimum. So he got paid a little over a million dollars for his first year with the, uh, with the Browns. The Haslam or something. All right. So what do you guys have? So you, Rich, you said ceiling four and eight. What do you think the Browns are uh, in week 13? When Deshaun Watson returns at Houston. I have the same record as you will, other than I think they lose that game to Miami. Oh, so you got two, it's you got two and ten. Yeah. Okay. Woo-hoo. It's really possible. Woo-hoo. I mean, these are this is a tough I schedule. Mean, I mean, the first percent. I mean, again, you know, I don't know if this means Garoppolo's in play now because it's like multi, you know, double digit games. I don't know any of that. But if we're talking Brissett, yeah, no, I, I see them not being a particularly good football team offensively. Yeah. Um if they have to at least think about trading for Jimmy, right? You can't let Jacoby Brissett play. Yeah, well. and I mean, if and now here's the other. Well, so the the problem is if you trade for Jimmy G, because you can't you can't trade for him and then cut him when because you know like you, you wouldn't say his, his salary is guaranteed like the the I think the first day of the league the first day, the first uh, like three days before week one or something like that. I think so it's like right after be, roster cuts, right? Yeah, you'd be on the hook for Jimmy G for the full season. You'd have to cut Jacoby Brissett, which is kind of a shoddy move, but but you would have to do it till like I mean, because I'm trying to think, do they have anybody else besides? I mean, they have to think about trading for Jimmy G. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it Rosen? Don't they have Rosen? Yeah, Dobbs and Rosen. So you could just, I mean, you could cut Dobbs or Rosen, and you just have Brissett, Jimmy G, and, and Watson back when he comes back, and I mean that's a pretty good quarterback room. And like yeah, Watson, I mean, Watson, Watson hadn't played professional, he hadn't played a game of pro- professional football since 2020 like he could and didn't he in the 2020 season 2020 season getting injured well uh, yeah i think that's right, right? It was he could easily get hurt in the first game back at houston it was 19 months between whenever he last played in that preseason game that's, last week. that's a long time to take actual nfl game hits like and he's got two acl tears in his career like it, it watson playing a quarter and then his season being over would not be that crazy like just because of like that is a long 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 time between playing NFL games. But Garoppolo would be such a good fit because if you're the Browns, you're thinking he Garoppolo is going into the final year of his contracts. So you don't have to worry about any contract stuff. You bring him in, whatever. You pay him his $24.2 million because he's not going to accept, accept a pay cut to go to Cleveland. Uh, and then, look, boom, you don't have to worry about him at the end of the season because the contract expires. You let him walk off the free agency. You bring Watson back. Uh, it just seems like the cleanest thing for both parties, the Browns and Garoppolo. Even now, if I will, even I will if the say that, cut um, him though. Even if the 49ers cut him real quick, it's like if you're looking, if you're Garoppolo, you're looking at the landscape of the NFL, that's probably your best spot to catapult yourself outside of maybe Seattle, because that's could present itself for multiple years. But right. that's a great spot to just, you know, say, hey, all right, let me just audition but, for eleven games. Now, 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 one thing, one thing that's worth noting about the Browns and the 49ers trade. I firmly believe, and I and I respect this as a spiteful man, that Kyle Shanahan is a spiteful person. Jimmy Haslam and the Browns fired him in 2014. Like he may not be willing to help them out. He may be like, no, you can you can sign him. I mean, obviously, you're going to take the draft pick if you can get anything out of it. Um, the Browns don't have many draft picks, so they, they would probably do it. But like, I'm, I'm just saying, like that's I think that's on the table that, that Kyle Shanahan is like, no, no, we're not trading you. We're not trading you to Cleveland. You want to go to Cleveland, Jimmy? Jimmy's like, no, nah, not really. He's like, all right, cool. No, no Cleveland. 
So, all right. Anything else on Deshaun Watson? Yeah, uh, it, well, I'm just going to say, if, if you're the Browns, you do not want to wait for the 49ers to cut them. You want to, if you have to pry him away yeah. and overpay in a trade, because if you wait for the cut, you have five days of practice to get him prepped for week one, or you just roll with Jacoby Brissett. And then that's one less game Jimmy's playing in. Why are you trading for Jimmy, Jimmy if you're already taking games Good away point. from him? Yep. So you need to get him in trading camp as soon as possible so he can learn the offense. Yeah, I agree with that completely. And, um, you know, if you, if you wait until he gets cut, you got to deal with other potential right, suitors. you run the risk. Yeah, you run the risk of him going somewhere else like Seattle. And Zach Wilson is a great example of this. Zach Wilson, now the Jets probably won't trade for Jimmy G because Wilson's supposed to be back like three or four weeks in the season or two or three weeks in the season. If another quarterback gets hurt and you're trying to play chicken with the with the 49ers and somebody's like, screw it, we'll give you a second for Jimmy G. And all of a sudden you are out on Jimmy G when you could have had him for like a fourth or a fifth or whatever it ends up being. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Browns, you should do it right now. All right. That's it. Deshaun Watson suspended 11 games, fined $5 million. We all agree it's a joke. The NFL kowtowed to Watson, the Browns. I don't know. I mean, who knows? The NFL erroneously, erroneously caved uh, with their leverage. And now the Watson saga has reached its disappointing conclusion. For Sully, for Breach, I'm Brenton. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys later. Later.